0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you, and I know our emails have been coming through. We've been getting comments on Facebook, on YouTube. Many, many people wanting us to talk about Senate Bill 1657 out of Illinois, and a little bit of
1: the, let's more, say, more, more, more conspiracy like people, that's going on right <laughs> more now. More like people would like, talk about the Springfield and Rock River thing. Talk about the Springfield and Rock River things. Like yeah, so, what is the
0: Springfield and Rock River thing? Alright, so so there's there's definitely some good old fashioned, old school politicking, Good old fashioned Illinois crooked politics going on. Pocket I, I lining. And some pocket lining going on and some <laughs> stuff. So Yeah, I don't really know where to start other than I would definitely go over to the NRA's website. We pulled just a brief statement from the NRA here. I would check that out. Uh, over on the ILA, we'll put the uh, link in the description box below, and you'll see a little little shot there. Uh, we've got a copy of the bill, which uh, has a lot of really random stuff. So let, let's talk about what SB 1657 really proposes to do. I would, I would go through and read it in its entirety. Um, the link will be in the description box below if you want to go check it out and read it. It's essentially going to make things very difficult for small dealers to stay in business um, because the the vein of the bill and the life of the bill is going to make it very cumbersome, difficult, lots of red tape, lots of, you know, good old fashioned Illinois like pocket lining and all these things are going to go on and it's going to make a lot of the smaller guys have a lot of difficulty staying in business and uh, and, <clears throat> and keeping up with, you know, be, you know uh, well, with may- the law.
1: Maybe not just even staying in business but also getting in business too. I mean, if your perspective uh, gun shop owner, and you're trying to obtain your FFL. You know, there's a federal level that you have to go through with the ATF and such. But then also, the the 1657 is wanting to create basically a gun dealer licensing board. Uh, and you know, you got to... let's see, what does it say here? Uh, let's see, I remember had something about a five member like regulatory. Or oh, here we go. Yeah, let's see, the legislation seeks to create uh, many department divisions, anti-gun five member licensing boards. So you'll have to go through the state and through a five-member licensing board with, I guess, probably a vote of, you know, five people. So three versus two against you or four versus one against you or five versus none against you. Not to mention... And then you don't get your license, you know. Exactly. And not to mention,
0: like, a special, like, regulatory emergency power that they can do at any time, which is... What does that
1: even mean? I mean, oh, well, (laughs) we we need to do this right now because, uh, yeah, we don't want any more gun dealers in the state. So that's completely erroneous. I mean, if you're going to be a federally licensed firearms dealer, then that's the thing. You're a federally licensed firearms dealer. But, I mean, we know that states can make their own laws and such, and this is just a deep blow to gun dealers and gun owners in Illinois, and you guys need to be fighting this tooth and nail. Yeah, sure. yeah,
0: absolutely. There's still somewhat of a chance to to, to fight it. I mean, it, it's already made it out of committee. It's already made it past uh, the Senate. The Senate. And I think right now it's going through the house, and of course the governor would still have to sign it uh, into law. Guys, there's still a chance to fight this. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, very nefarious activities going on, and uh, so we're going to hit on this whole thing with Springfield and Rock River Arms. And there's a lot of people that have got the pitchforks out and the and the torches, and they're just and they're wanting to really go for blood uh, with these guys. And we're going to mention. I'm going to look at it from both sides of the equation. So the the Illinois Firearms Manufacturers Association is basically a lobbying group, essentially. And what has happened is Springfield and Rock River both have committed, or committed funds and donations uh, to be represented uh, by the IFMA. And apparently, the IFMA lined uh, some Illinois politicians' pocket because well, the wording Gunner's of the pockets. bill. The wording of the bill did not include fire it actually included firearms manufacturers within the the vein and existence of 1657 Earlier. now another draft of the bill has been moved forward that actually excludes springfield and rock river uh from Ex- the bill well
1: it excludes manufacturers in the state so it's just a right. gun dealer and not a gun manufacturer thing now but the uh the ifma from what i understand was created several years back uh by you know these big companies because you know the companies themselves didn't send lobbyists to the Illinois legislature to lobby for pro gun legislation, mm-hmm. so they created this organization to do that for them, and they have given tens of thousands of dollars over the years to this organization in like basically contributions for campaigns, and uh, many go, of which
0: are anti gun. Yeah,
1: you can go over to the Truth About Guns page. They've got a recent article where they actually break down a lot of these contributions, and they're to very anti gun. Uh, politicians in the state I mean they they have a lot of F and D ratings with the NRA which is not good for gun owners yep. so it, it's like Eric said kind of a whole pocket lining thing It's like hey you know we'll uh, give you campaign contributions if you guys don't really worry the about other way you know you guys don't worry about this bill or you, know, you change it so it doesn't affect us whatever the case is it's classic political play
0: so of course yesterday in a in a in a perfectly pre-prepared statement both Springfield and Rock River said hey we're severing all ties with IFMA Uh, Over this because they did it without our knowledge and all this stuff So this is where I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit. I can see both sides of the equation if what they're saying is actually true Okay, whatever but right here. I've got they they donated like $50,000 like each company donated the same amount of money to the IFMA You can't tell me that you're gonna drop a $50,000 check on someone's door and not know What that money is being used for for lobbying purposes. I mean it's not just a, hey, here's a blank check and do it. I have a feeling now, of course, I have no way to prove this. My speculation is that somebody got their pocket lined to look the other way and that that money, they knew exactly what that money was going to be used yep. for. And, and they, they can't deny it. I mean, what? so so what's the pay to play here? Well, it's 50 grand. Well, here's 50 grand. And they were thinking it may, maybe it was a way to like, shut them up and make the whole thing go away. And in that good old-fashioned Illinois sense, crooked politicians and crooked guys who are willing to get their pockets lined, I, it, it is my opinion, of course, and I, I think that that's exactly what happened.
1: Well, see, I mean, I, I think about just Illinois as a state as itself. I mean, it's it's been you known as an anti-gun state for quite some time. And, you know, this bill, the original uh, bill passed the Senate with one vote. So, I mean, it was like literally one person, yeah, you know, made that bill go through to the House. But think about like in Georgia. I mean, would something like that have really happened in Georgia? No. Would these manufacturers be, you know, contributing to anti-gun politicians here in the state? Because, I mean, we're more of a pro-gun state, so right. that's really not necessary. But, I mean, like like Eric said, playing devil's advocate, it's like, well, they they want to play that side of the table so they can get favorable treatment in a you know, less than ideal situation with the legislature or the, the Congress in the state, you know. I, I so. think that
0: they that they threw that money at the situation hoping it would just make it go away and it backfired when they were exposed to, about it. Oh people are pissed. And there's people off. that are mad. Okay, so so why are they mad? All right? Why is it, it why would it be an issue that a company would rightfully so look out for uh, the future and, and best interest of their company? Well, the issue is because in a very big way, you're turning your back on the rest of your people. It's like, okay, well, do as I say, not as I do. Here's some money. Shut up. uh, 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 Give me some favorable treatment. Is that what happened? Well, we may never know and be able to substantiate that in its entirety. By having the the IFMA handle it and not them directly, then it becomes a plausible deniability of, oh, I didn't know they were going to do this. I just gave someone 50 grand and had no idea what they were going to do with my money. I'm sorry, but when lobbying, you know, when it gets into that kind of money, they, I, I have a feeling they knew exactly what was going oh, to that, happen.
1: That's really not all that much money in the political the political. I'm you know, sorry, side of but, things. I'm sorry, but
0: that is a lot of money. I mean, 50 grand's a lot of money. But the thing is, okay, now the other end of the spectrum is, okay, and both of their statements uh, coincide with what I'm about to say, is that, all right, IFMA is a lobbying group. We're going to, you know, pump this money into them, and then they're going to look out for our best interests. And maybe, maybe it is the case that they just did the old pocket lining thing like all those cricket people are known to do in, in Illinois. And maybe it, they were thinking it was gonna go away and when it didn't, oh crap, now chicken little complex, the sky's falling and everything like that. So the reason it becomes a problem is because instead of sending their own individual reps over to, you know, to petition and, and lobby against this bill, like I don't know, in some people's minds maybe they should have, right? Uh, and instead of fighting it tooth and nail, which in their statements they both uh, they assume uh, they that both the IFA are saying they fighting. are very much against it. Uh, I guess in people's minds they feel that their confidence is let down in these people because they feel like they got sold up the river and that they didn't fight hard enough and they gave up too easy. I think that is the concern.
1: It is. I mean, and I could see that being the case. I mean, you've got all right. Two manufacturers in Illinois, and they send lobbying dollars to an organization that's basically based probably in the capital, I'm not really sure, but um, that's where all the politics takes place is right there in the capitol building. Right. Um, you know, they don't know what's going on there behind closed doors and such until after the fact. I mean, there was there may be a lobbyist up there that made this deal or whatever and then the bill just got pushed right through right. and now they're just suffering the consequence of, consequences of it after all this has come out and they are. I, I have not read a positive comment about this at all yet. I've seen people saying, you know, screw Springfield, screw Rock River. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm like, man, I, I don't know, you know, about buying another Springfield at this point. Because, I mean, it's like, dude, what were these people really thinking? You know, if they're, if they're looking out for their best interests, they're not looking out for every other gun owner in the country. You know, in the big scheme of things. I mean, if you're not going to fight tooth and nail against anything that is anti-Second Amendment, then what what are you doing? You I know? think
0: it I think it sends, it sends a, a, a very message. inappropriate message in a way because it tells these anti gunners that
1: We're that that we are you. willing
0: to compromise on the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. and that is not true. You know, we will fight every all of this tooth and nail. We cannot give up. Whether it's our lobbying dollars or our efforts or our phone calls or our emails, we have to work with the NRA and and other lobbying groups to make sure. That we're fighting this stuff tooth and nail and you can't give up on this stuff that easy you know you can't just slide some crooked guy some money and expect everything to disappear you know and and i'm not saying that's what they did and i'm not saying that that i would throw i would write them off as a company so to speak i I would say that depending on how all this thing uh, pans out you know each person can make their own decisions and we all are capable of voting with our feet Mm -hmm. You know, at NRA, I'm walking by the Springfield booth. I didn't go by the Rock River booth, but I went by the Springfield booth, and the look on those poor chaps' faces, I could tell that they were demoralized. They were let down. They mm-hmm. felt I could just, I could see the disdain on them as I walked by, and I, I could tell. I mean, their booth was empty. People were over it, and, and people are boycotting what, the brands. What know? we what we have to remember here is that you know all all these folks have families just like everybody else they got families to feed just like the next man and uh, they're all working just as hard as the rest of us and uh, we're all capable of fumbling up from time to time and doing something that's outside of our realm uh, from time to time I think it's important to remember that this is an example of what we have to work collectively to avoid happening like we need to pull our resources I mean, if you live in Georgia or you live in Florida or you live in somewhere and you're going, why does Illinois matter to me? Well, it, it, it does matter, guys. Like these, these are Americans, okay? This ain't got nothing to do with what state you live in. You have to call these people, run their fax machine until it runs out of paper. Eventually, they're going to have to go put paper in the dang fax machine. Call their phone. They have to answer that phone. Call them and tell them that you oppose this. Email them. Flood their email box. Blow their phone up. We have to be more open with each other on a grassroots level for getting this stuff done so that stuff like this doesn't happen. They got pushed into a corner, and that's not fair. We shouldn't have even let it get this far. We need to all pull our resources. There are so many gun owners out there. We need to pull our resources and make sure that we're fighting hard for these people because they're, they're Americans. They ain't got nothing to do with being, oh, well, I'm, I'm a, you know, I live in the state of Illinois, who gives a crap? The Second Amendment still applies in the state of Illinois.
1: Well, remember, Illinois just got concealed carry recently, too. So, I mean, that's definitely a big step in the right direction. You know, right. times might be changing. But um, I do want to say something real quick about the NRA as a whole. You know, sometimes, you know, in the past you might think, okay, well, the NRA, they're not really doing a whole lot. They're not doing a lot for California. They're not doing a lot for New York. But uh, let's just say that uh, things are changing a little bit. You know, they got some new blood in there, some new leadership and such, and, you uh, you know, I think that the NRA moving forward is going to uh, be a uh, be a big uh, factor in pro-firearms, pro-second legislation moving forward. They're going to be really putting some people out there and getting on the grassroots level in these states that are, uh, you know, feeling the pinch of right. uh, anti-gun legislation I mean, and such.
0: Let us help you. Help us help you. Like, you know, and, and what Chad and I are going to be doing moving forward is, is definitely, like, anytime some bogus crap like this comes up, we're going to blow the whistle and we're going to, you know beat the drum and and rattle the war horn or whatever we got to do and we're going to get people involved so guys you know don't sit there get on the phone it takes five minutes to make a phone call even if you leave a message even if it just takes a moment to write an email if you go to the ILA uh, section on uh, NRA's website uh, you'll usually have like a click here to take action button or some form of button. And sometimes we even have like a pre-prepared statement in regards to that individual uh, bill. So it makes it really, really easy for you to just sign your name and send it off just to show that little form of support. Guys, we've got to be involved at these rallies. Whenever we have a rally at the Capitol, we got to get together and get those numbers out there. You know, we've got to work hard to push this forward. If, if you ignore something, it's going to go away. And if you ignore the Second Amendment... It, it, it's just going to fade away and go away. And every little like tragedy or, or difficulty we experience with the Second Amendment, no matter what state it's in, it affects us all one way or the other because it sends a message to these people that we're going to compromise with them. And there is no compromise to the Second Amendment. There's zero compromise. And what this is is compromise, and that's not what we do. The, you, know, the, the, you can't bargain with the devil and win. The devil's not going to sign a contract that's not in his favor, and what had, what happened was the deal was made with the devil, and that's not how that's not how we do things. Well then, <laughs> uh, get that, fired that, up. That's not that's it's not <laughs> happening. So no. guys, fight it tooth and nail. Don't let this stuff happen.
1: Yeah, and. Um, just one more thing, like about the NRA as a whole. Remember back in '86 when FOPA came around and the Hughes Amendment got tacked onto that. Well, you know the NRA let that slide by, and you know they've been feeling the uh, repercussions of that for several years. You know, after the fact, uh, there's a lot of people that have a complete disdain for the NRA as a whole. But you know, we haven't been you know on a completely level playing field with them in the past, and we've never seen uh, 100% eye to eye with the NRA and everything that they do or say. But. Um, you know, now really is the time to be on the uh, the offensive, you know, with this stuff. Because we do have a, uh, you know, a friend in the White House, as was we'll said this past weekend at uh, Trump's speech, you know, at the NRA right. annual meeting. And remember, Trump was the first president to speak since Reagan. I agree. You know, I mean, not I only mean,
0: are we on the offensive, but... So it's more than that. We are more than on the offensive. We are accepting their terms of surrender. And those are not terms of surrender. Those mm-hmm. That's a compromise. And when you're winning a war... And you're accepting someone's terms of surrender. You better believe those terms are going to be in your favor, not a compromise. That's not how it works. We are winners and we're winning Mm -hmm. and we are going to win this fight, but we
1: have to be on the offensive. Well, you guys, you guys are going to see us, you know, pumping this stuff out there as much as we can, when we can, uh, when stuff like this comes up and just trying to keep you guys informed. And also, I mean, you know, Tim and I both became (laughs) life members at the, uh, NRA recently this past weekend. I liked up as well. And, um, you know... I've been hesitant to do that over the past several years just because of things that were going on. But, you know, just seeing some of the changes that are coming along with Pete Brownell, you know, going to the presidency of, uh, of the NRA and everything, uh, I, it, I, I see some, some really uh, bright times ahead for the NRA and just gun owners as a whole. And if you're not a member of that organization, you should be because they are, in fact, the largest pro-second lobbying organization in the country. They are the largest and oldest civil rights Organization in the country, if you want to think about it that way, because the Second Amendment is a civil right, just like the I first. Agree. But uh, you know, be a member—you know, a, a yearly member, twenty-five bucks. What is that? You know, I mean, I'm not trying to sell anything. We don't make no. any money from the NRA for this kind of stuff. But not also get on with uh, some of your local grassroots organization. Like we've got Georgia Carry here mm-hmm. and a bunch of other organizations that we're part of. I mean, we're even a part of ProTel over in Switzerland. That's you right. know and we've got a uh, friend here right now from the UK who's a member of the NRA who comes to every show for the past 4 years. Yep. You know, so we've got people across, you know, the world that support what we're trying to do here and you got people here on the home front that just won't support the NRA at all. That's right. I mean, what does that say? So yeah, we, but anyways, we, we
0: have to we speech, have to stay speech together. Over. We got to stay together on this guys and, you know, uh, go over uh, in the description box below, go over and check out uh, the NRA's mm-hmm. uh, little little statement on this mm-hmm. and you'll see the take action button. Also, the link to the General Assembly of Illinois will have full wording of the bill. Yeah, we'll put and the we T-tag links some, in there, too. We'll also include the statements from Rock Island mm-hmm. and uh, Springfield in the description box below, if you can read it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess what I would what I would air the word of caution here is that a divided house cannot stand. And to turn our backs on Rock River and Springfield is dividing the house, and we can't do that. Divided, we can't stand, and that, and that is totally true. So... We have to look at this as a learning experience and obviously people are going to vote with their pocketbook and with their with their feet and I, I completely respect that. If you're still one of those people that's carrying the pitchfork and you wanna, you know, sever ties with these two companies. Uh, that is I, your
1: decision. I feel that, you know, innocent until proven guilty because, I mean, there, I there are, like we said early on, I mean, playing devil's advocate and such, there are two sides to it. I mean, how it could have gone down, but well, we don't know and we may not know, but I'm sure yeah. that there'll be more coming out well, on there, this. Well, there's
0: three sides to every story, their side, the other side, and the mm-hmm, truth. truth. So yeah. the truth will always set you free. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. We just wanted to kind of get word out about SB 1657 uh, because mm-hmm. it's important. It's important to me because it involves Americans. Okay, these are Americans here. I mean, we, we have to not turn our back on these other states that are on these battleground states that are having issues here. You know, just because there's a relative calm doesn't mean that a storm's not coming. We have to always stay on top of this stuff, all right? So uh, do that for me. Go over there and, and write, write a letter. Call them. Send them an email. Send them a fax with, with a, a picture of your letter. Whatever you have to do. Take 10 or 20 minutes of your time for your brothers and sisters in Illinois to help them out. That's all I ask of you if you have a few minutes for me for that. So thank you very much for your time. Appreciate you watching today's video. we got many more on the way, more gun gripes, firearms facts. We do a series called Meltdowns, which is fun, where we uh, shoot guns to the point of failure on full auto, which is kind of neat. Or just getting dirty. That's right. We also have uh, gun reviews that we film on a regular basis. We do gunsmithing videos, reloading. So we're a full faceted gun channel. Uh, If you like this kind of stuff, stay tuned for more. Please subscribe. Check us out on Facebook and other social media outlets. We'll see you soon. I appreciate the support. Take care, guys.